Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. Upon my debut into the dating world, I thought everyone had the same concept of what normal, decent, and acceptable was. It took the first unsolicited dick pic to bitch slap me back into reality, and holy shit! From that point on, I knew it was time to buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because I was in the motherfucking wild, wild west. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you are listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at Love Rachel Ash. Before I dive right into it, I want to stress that I'm not a psychologist. I am merely like every one of you trying to navigate this mad world of modern dating. If you tuned in thinking this was going to be yet another guide of how to get an emotionally unavailable guy to commit to being your boyfriend, I hate to be the one to burst your unrealistic bubble. No, my darling, this is and will always be dating and other fucked up stories. This podcast is real life, horrifying, yet hilarious dating stories. Perhaps you can learn and apply the knowledge from this fuckery to the benefit of your own dating life, but there's absolutely no guarantee. Here's a disclaimer before we get too involved here. These stories are intended to serve as both insight into the current dating culture among 20 to 40-somethings, as well as a source of entertainment on your busy work commute. None of the details in these stories have been altered. This is purely journalistic. With my own personal flair, of course. January 2020. Right before a COVID-19 shutdown. Here I was, a virgin. A dating virgin, that is. I had never been on a date in my entire life. Oh, it's, it's not what you think. I'm not some tragic workaholic millennial who never made time for dating. No, actually, I was in a relationship for 17 years. Seven of those years, I was married. High school sweethearts. We were all that each other ever knew. We had never been with anybody else. I was alone, single, without any of the perks of being single. Then one day, I woke up and changed everything. This is how the game is going to go. To keep the identities of the dates anonymous, they have been given appropriate, I'll bet amusing names. Boys, you only get a name under certain circumstances. Here we go. One, you fucked up. That's pretty self-explanatory. Two, either you were weird or the date was just unforgettably fucked up or a combination of everything. Three, I liked you. But you ran, so now you get a story. It's possible, but extremely rare for a date to make it to this podcast without meeting this criteria. However, there is always that one-off chance a date exceeds expectations and is spectacular. 
There are exceptions. This is where the adventure begins. Are you ready to take the plunge? Let's get started. There I sat, broken, in my Acura MDX parked outside a gated local park somewhere in the Delray Beach area. My date had stood me up. But that's an entirely different story from the one I'm about to tell you. It was the middle of April. We were four weeks into a COVID-19 shutdown. And I had just spent an hour getting dressed for this date. And I drove 45 minutes to the location he chose to meet. Then in true fuckboy fashion, he didn't show up. Nor did he answer the phone when I called. He actually blocked me on social media and the phone. What a fucking class act. Here I was, all dressed up, with nowhere to go. And we had all been cooped up for so long in the house, and I really wanted to go out and just have a a good night and talk to somebody else. And um, yeah, I mean, this is where I pull out my vending machine dating apps, Tinder and Bumble. And over and over, I, I kept repeating, how can I make this evening better? How can I make this evening better? I was literally swiping as quickly as possible, saying these words intensely. I know now I was, I was doing this from a place of neediness. It, was, it wasn't the right mindset. But at, at the time, I was unwilling to let this man get the best of me. I never let anyone get the upper hand especially a man. I'm too fucking strong for that. You know, I I would turn it around and throw it back in the face of the universe. I am not going home. I refuse to admit defeat. I was going to have a date tonight. I was going to put myself and family at risk for a few hours just to fill that void. At the time, it it really was selfish. In the moment, I, I, I thought of nothing but satisfying my unrelenting hunger. I was in Delray, the haven for eligible men. I'm sure one is thirsty tonight. For a drink, that is. Don't get any ideas. I'm not that type of girl. (laughs) About 30 to 50 swipes on both Tinder and Bumble. I had at least 10 matches. It was already around 7 o'clock. And the lucky winner would have to be online and actively responding to my messages. On these apps, this could be a bit of an uncertainty. Many men do not respond or respond days later. I needed my guy to respond right now. Right now. A few guys started the conversation. Of course, they were mostly from Tinder. This app is notorious for being a cesspool of men propositioning women for casual sex. Men treat the app like a means to an end. Sex. Some even boldly jump in asking for sex. I guess that tactic works on the demographic of low self-esteem women. Excuse me if I am wrong, but I think most women prefer to be wined and dined before they are fucked. Oh, here pops up a message from Mr. Downtown Fort Lauderdale. Not Del Rey, but, you know, he will suffice. From this app, he appears to be in top shape. Blonde hair blue eyes, and a six-pack. The fact that he has a photo of his shirt off tells me everything I need to know. He is vain. 
automatically I'm thinking of that Carly Simon song, Vain. Yeah, he's so vain. I'm pretty sure this is who this guy is. He spends a great deal of effort on his body and he wants to brag. Hello there. He immediately invites me over to his place at 9 p.m. to drink red wine on his balcony. Of course, you know, I'm going to reply with the instant, I don't meet men at their homes for first dates, even during this global pandemic. Is there somewhere we can meet publicly first? And he replied, the pool is closed, but there is an outdoor patio area on the top floor of the building. Um, I ask him what building he lives in, and he tells me the name. Mm, I think to myself, well, this could be problematic. In fact, I knew this building very well. Beta Boy lived there. At the time, I was still actually occasionally having takeout dates with him. Yeah, like where we would order food and hang out at his apartment. So uh, Beta Boy, that's an entirely different story. Oh, my friend lives in that building. It's a nice building. I know where it is. Let's meet downstairs and uh, then head to the public outdoor deck on the top floor. Sounds good. Here's my number, 352, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, wait, 352. Oh, did you go to UF? And he's like, huh? I'm like, 352, that's a Gainesville area code. He was like, no, 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 I, no, but I'm from the area. I'm like, okay, so um, I'll meet you at nine. It's like, yeah, sure. And I say, see you soon. 40 minutes later, I arrived at this brand new luxury apartment building in Flagler Village in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where all the successful young professionals live nowadays. If this guy lives in this building, then he fits my criteria. Okay, I'm early. As I'm sitting in the car, it occurs to me, I just drove to a complete stranger's house. I don't know anything about this man. He is probably just looking for sex. I mean, he's on Tinder, right? He's probably just looking for casual sex. What am I doing? What am I doing? I kept asking myself as I put my face into my hands and rolled my fingers down my hair. Instantly, the anxiety hit me. And I'm not an anxious person. But all I could think of was him the philosopher. I had DM'd him earlier to see if he wanted to meet again. It had had been a few weeks since I saw him. And I I DM'd him to see if he wanted to meet again. And he left me on red for over eight hours and never answered. And it was all streaming in. The rejection being stood up an hour earlier, and then being ignored by a man I really cared for. I felt myself spinning. I was spinning. I mean, how could I be so mistaken about the connection I felt with the philosopher? What happened? What did I do wrong? I played it over and over again, trying to see where I screwed up. But it was useless now. He was gone. And I felt that void with nothing left to lose since I had already lost him. 
I followed up with another DM. I said, I must have been wrong in thinking there was anything between us. I, I thought we had this strong chemistry, but I guess I was wrong. You know, and I, I stated I stated to him that I enjoyed his updates on Instagram and I, I wish him the best. This time he read it within five minutes and responded immediately. And what he said, it hit me deep. I actually felt it, his pain. He said, we do have chemistry, but I'm a jumble of nerves right now and I'm in my cave and I don't know when I'm coming back. Oh God. Oh my God. I thought as I read that, I was like, what does that mean? Holy shit. And um, I I didn't respond until the next day, and I I, I hoped that he was okay, and um, basically told him to take some time, and um, when he was ready to reach back out, you know, I'm here. I was genuinely concerned by what he had said. Um, it just hit me a certain way, like I thought something was wrong. And his words instilled the idea in my mind that someday he would come back. And the days passed, yet he never did seem to come back. And somehow, even to this day, I still feel like I'll see him again. Dopamine does crazy things to our psyche. Back to the story. All right, so I'm at the door waiting for Mr. Downtown Fort Lauderdale to come down to meet me. All the while, I'm very anxious I'm going to run into Beta Boy. The door opens, and this guy is not as tall as I imagined him to be from the app. He is not my type, but let's make the most of it. We head up to the elevator, but he wants to stop at his apartment. Shit. I jump into my karate mindset. I'm wearing heels. If I have to, I can use them as weapons. Let's do this. I am ready. He grabs two beers, Bud Light, and we head up to the top deck. The conversation is basic, just like the beers. He has some amazing bar skills. He shows me how to make this great drink using Japanese whiskey and dry vermouth. One part and two parts. Stir do not shake. We get to talking on his balcony about family and dating. He shows me some pipes he has carved out of wood, which is pretty impressive. He's a country boy. Again, not really my type of man. I mentioned to him I hadn't eaten anything and he was starving as well. So he, he stood up and said that he had some filet mignons in his freezer and that he would love to cook for me. And I was like, oh, wow, sure, awesome, okay. And he puts me to work cleaning and slicing Brussels sprouts. He explains to me that he uses avocado oil because olive oil becomes carcinogen when heated. And apparently that's bad for you. This is amazing. I have never had a man cook for me before. Plus, he was showing me how to cook. This was a major turn on. Maybe this guy could be my type? The steaks were cooked to a perfect medium rare temperature. 
and I can still taste that juicy piece of steak. He really was an amazing cook. The Brussels sprouts were crispy on the outside, delicious, perfectly cooked. After the meal, I sat with Mr. Downtown Fort Lauderdale on the couch. He put Spotify on the TV um, and he picked the club music playlist. It was a bit strange. I mean, keep in mind, this was a weekday um, at night, late at night during the pandemic. There's nobody else in the apartment. He lives alone, just me and him. He's putting club music on like we're at a club. He's blasting it. It was a bit strange, but I went with it. And he asked me to start dancing like we were at the club. And I was like, um, no, that's okay. I'm not really in the mood right now. And he's like, come on, come on, dance for me, baby. And I was like, maybe later. I replied, what did he think I was? An exotic dancer? A stripper? No, it's kind of weird. Um, we talked some more and then I saw it. I saw it in his eyes. He was about to make his move. And before I knew it, he was kissing me. It was okay. I was okay with it. It was nice to feel that closeness with a man, even if I knew there was no substance to it. It was strictly just physical at that point. I felt nothing for him. In fact, I still wasn't over the other man. This was just physical. And it was nice to feel that intimacy with a man again. Then his kisses became firmer and driven. I could feel his hunger as he ferociously kissed me. He was craving it. I had the sense that even though we had just eaten, he had not had the main course yet. And because I sensed this, I got up slowly and I told him I had to go. It was late and I, I needed to be up early. You know, the basic, I don't want to have sex line. Yeah, I just, I didn't want to have sex with him. It was a first date, I didn't know him. I just wasn't ready. And I, I wanted to leave before it got any more heated. Um, so I was like, yeah, I, I got to go. And he tried to persuade me, but I was, I was ready to leave. He walked me to the elevator and gave me a lovely kiss goodnight. When I got to my car, I saw I had received a text from him. I can't believe you turned down sex. Wow. What the fuck? I didn't respond to that text. Instead, I just started driving. I just was like, holy shit, I got to get the fuck out of here. Really? Oh my God. Then as I'm driving home, he starts calling and texting me nonstop. And then when I get, when I get to my house, I, I play the voicemail and I'm, I'm horrified, like honestly horrified. Um, and he, he says in the voice message, I can't believe you reported me to Tinder. How could you do that? And he's going on and on and he's so heated about it. And it was a little scary. And I said, whoa, what is this guy talking about? And despite my inner voice really not caring because I owe him nothing, truly, I owe him nothing. I call him back to clear the air. 
I'm like, hey, what's going on? I thought we had a lovely evening. And he says, my Tinder account was suspended. Why did you report me to Tinder? And then I'm just like confused. What? Why would I report you? I enjoyed our date and I have all your messages from Tinder still. If I had reported you, you would have been removed from my matches. And then he said, well, when you told me you had reported somebody else on Bumble, I thought you did it to me too. And I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I told Bumble that there was another guy who stood me up. That is completely different. I didn't report you. I can show you my app if you like. And he's like, no, that's okay. Whatever. Have a good night. And he said it in a very annoyed way. And I was just like, did that just happen? Wow, what a night. I can't believe you turned down sex. Really? What What do you think, like, what did he think he was going to accomplish with sending that text to me? That's, I mean, I, I really did think that we had a lovely evening. And the thing is, I would have probably seen him again had he not sent that text and went a little nuts. <laughs> What a night. And this man, I never did see him again. But the name of this story is Tindergarten. It's Tindergarten for a reason. One, I met him on Tinder. And two, he acted like a complete baby after our date. So it's very fitting to call him the Tindergarten date. And you know, this was months later after this date happened, he would just randomly text me out of the blue. I mean, I would be on lunch sometimes at work and he would text me, wanna fuck? And I would just be like, what the hell? I guess it becomes a numbers game at that point. Because if you text 20 different women, wanna fuck? There's probably a good chance that one of them will write back, oh yeah, actually I do. You know, and so it becomes all mathematical, right? <laughs> so classy. Ah, oh, Tinder Garden. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. Mm-hmm.